What's up everybody? It's Dan from Binder Boneyard. Coming at you from the home office, working on getting some of the sound dialed in a little bit better, trying to move the microphone around, take care of some logistics, trying to get the best possible recording. The last two didn't sound the best in my opinion and you know, this isn't a recording studio, it is an office. So, trying to do some things to clean that up. So, anyway, uh, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, love the feedback. Um, checked the numbers the other day and saw that some of the podcasts have quite a few listens. Um, if you are new to listening, go back and hit some of the early ones. Um, I've been doing this for like three years now, so... There is quite a few out there, quite the catalog. Um, I cover some topics more than once just because I feel like they're important. Um, and, you know, sometimes people need to hear stuff more than once for it to get through their skull. So, um, yeah, thank you everybody that's been a long time listener and I uh, appreciate you very much. And uh, all the new Patreon donators and um, YouTube subscribers and, and everyone like that. I just I'm super grateful for for all of that stuff. So um, yeah, thank you. So today I want to talk about uh, my second favorite era of international trucks and that is the 50s. I have done some podcasts about the C series and 60s trucks which are probably my favorite um, for various reasons. But um, my second favorite is the 50s. And they made a lot of changes. I'm not the most um, well-versed in the 50s trucks, you know, all the different engine sizes, you know, the differences between the 240s and the 241s and, you know, all that. I, I know basic stuff about them. Uh, but I'm not, you know, an expert like uh, some of the other people that like to check me on that stuff. So uh, I do my best to muddle through, but really, um, you know, it's just personal preference uh, on why I like these trucks. It's not, you know, I, I like them for certain reasons. I don't necessarily get into, you know, I like them because of their angled valve design or whatever. It's not, it's not that deep. Um, I really just like them because they were innovating like crazy in the fifties, um, you know, coming out of the war, there was so much production happening. They were just, you know, the nation was bouncing back and, and design and engineering, uh, and all the automotive platforms were were growing leaps and bounds you know every year uh, the rigs look different um you know stuff was constantly changing so um it was just a neat era you know so i might as well start in the beginning of the 50s the um 50 and 51 l series i think the l went into 52 also um 
not my favorite looking truck. The that weird Hoover grill with the mustache bars and you know, just not my favorite. Um, notable things about the that truck is the 1950 had hidden door hinges. You could not see the door hinges on the 1950L series. Uh, in 51 and on, they became external. Uh, and so you, obviously you can see them. I'm not sure why the one year experimentation, um, I, I don't know if they were just harder to use or more labor intensive or cost more less functional i i don't know um but i do know the um they did switch in 51 to the external uh hinges you know they also had the split back window uh the k model that you know ended in 49 they had a single back window and then in 50 when the l's came out they had the split window um you know and then they you know, international claim that they were all new, everything, you know, from the ground up. So, um, you know, 51, 52, and I believe that the R series started in 53. And uh, the R used the same cab as the L with the external hinges. Um, and then it started that run, the 53s had the split back window. Uh, the dash has changed a little bit. There were some, you know, minor interior changes, um, you know, chassis updates, just little stuff. Um, it would be, you know, not the most recognizable. The, you know, the big change was the grill. It had the single bar in the center with the big IH in the middle. Um, I think the hood latched differently as well, but I, I could be wrong about that. Uh, I've only owned one L in my whole life, and I didn't own it for very long. Um, I've had a couple R's. Uh, I currently have an R model um, travel all. And uh, so and I sold an R pickup here not too long ago. But uh, one of the notable things on the early R's was the twist style door handles um, in 54. The R series had push button door handles and a single back window. They went to a single large instead of the small split. Um, you know, and then that carried into 55 also. Um, there, there were a lot of weird crossovers. You know, the way they, they titled rigs and the years that they came out, you know, you could you know, rigs were, you know, you could say it was a, a 53L, but really, you know, I believe the R's came out at 53. So things changed like that. And, um, you know, it just, it just was kind of um, dependent on when it was bought, when it was manufactured and then how they released it. Because later on, we'll talk about that. Uh, a real notable exception was 56.7. But um, anyway, one of the big, crazy, you know, groundbreaking things that International did in 54 was it was the first production four-wheel drive truck 
which was in the R140s. So R140 and up, you could get it with, with factory four-wheel drive. So, you know, the I believe it was driven by the construction industry. Um, the nation was expanding so fast in the 50s that, you know, utility companies, power, all the gas and oil and telephone, everybody was, you know, expanding, building, growing, and they were putting power lines in remote areas and, and drilling for oil in remote places. And so I think International saw the demand. They saw the writing on the wall and knew that they had a, a money-making idea by offering factory four-wheel drive. Because at the time, all the other manufacturers, Ford and Chevy, were having their trucks outfitted by third-party companies, you know, like Napco and Coleman and, um, oh, there's another one I just lost the name of, but, um, you know, they're being outfit by third parties and then resold. So International saw that opportunity to bring it in-house and sell direct to consumer. And so, you know, I think that was a big, a big step that they did. And it, you know, and I, I believe, like I said, it was motivated by farm and, and industry. So, um, so 55, the R's continued. And then in 56, they changed again, um, different grill, like kind of a mouth looking grill with two round lights in it. Uh, for signals and then you know round headlights with these big chrome bezels the fenders kind of pointed out more uh, like the headlights were like in front of everything else kind of it's hard to describe but you know it was like the headlights were leading the truck uh, still use the same cab as the L and R series so that didn't change they just continued to make updates that gauges changed um interior you know where they located the radio changed the heaters got better uh you know there's still six volt positive ground uh, you know things like that still have the big back window you got more uh, bed options in that I, I believe you could have a couple different bed styles um you know between the short beds and long beds um and then, you know, there were some transmission options that come out. And then again, more notably, like with international listening to the pulse of the country, the 56 S120, that's the 56 models were called S's. Uh, they were the first production four wheel drive in a light truck. So they considered the three quarter ton a light truck. Um, so yeah, the S120, you could order in four wheel drive, uh, which again, you know, farmers, ranchers, people who wanted that, that four wheel drive option, um, but you didn't need, you know, the two ton R140 size. So, um, you know, it was, a it was a big jump again for, uh, international and, and groundbreaking because again, the light duty stuff, the Fords and Chevys, they were being converted by other companies. And so 
international really led the way on that one. Um, you know, and the, and, and the whole time they're producing pickups, but they're also making the travel all, uh, and then the, the travel all, the panel version of the travel all with no windows. Uh, and those were being used for school buses and rural routes and delivery trucks and, and things like that. Um, which the 56s would, you know, you could get a 56 travel all in four wheel drive. Uh, these rural school districts, you know, that was great for picking up kids out in the middle of nowhere and the bad weather. And, you know, regardless of what your parent told you about walking uphill both ways in the snow, more than likely they got picked up in an international school bus. So, um, so 56 was a great year, in my opinion. Uh, 57 was the carryover for the S series. But like I said earlier about discrep mid-year discrepancies, 57 was the 50th anniversary of international making trucks. And they had a whole model change, you know, big, great big revamp plan, but it was a little bit late and it wasn't ready for the beginning of 57. So they continued the S models until like May, I believe. I don't know. I, I haven't read the, the book in years, so I'm trying my best here. Um, so they mid, it was mid May, I think. And, and so in June, they released the, the golden Jubilee, which was a, um, you know, anniversary pickup had a cameo style bed with these crazy tail lights. And, uh, it was gold and white. And, um, you know, the, the 57s were a whole new body style, bigger frames, bigger springs, bigger axles, bigger brakes, bigger everything. Um, the cabs were wider, a little taller. Um, the V8, I believe 57 was the first year of the 266. Um, so, you know, it just was a, across the board. I mean, all the emblems were bigger, chrome was better, the dashes were different, like everything. Everything about it was laid out differently. Um, and when you put a 56 next to a 57, it is drastically different. Like it's like a whole different era in just the side-by-side -side comparison. Um, and so, you know, there were, like I said, there were more options that you could get a half ton in four wheel drive in 57, I believe. Don't hold me to that one, but I believe because um, in 58, so so 57 started the A series. So their, their lettering system was just out of control and somebody should have, somebody should have stopped them because, you know, the 50 to 53 were L's, or 50 to 52 L's, 53 to 55 were R's, 56, 57 were S's, and then also 57, 58, were A's, 59 to 60 were B's. So their letter sister was all over the place. So um, in 58, 
they kept the single headlight with like an eyebrow marker that the 57 had you know a lot of the same a lot of the stuff was the same in, in 58 and then 59 there was a grill change and the headlight change they went to a four headlight with a um, turn signal down below the headlight or uh, and then they had a grill grill change uh, the interior changed a little bit the dash got a different gauge layout um, the other really notable thing about 57 was the travel all and the never before seen heard or thought of travelette the crew cab pickup now at 57 it was a three door they had two doors on the passenger side and one door on the driver's side and there's a couple of them floating around out there but uh, Brody Keller uh, in the back east he has one of 17 that were ever made uh, three-quarter ton four-wheel drive um, a 120 travelette very rare they only made 17 of them and I think he through his research He's only, I think he's been able to locate 15 of them. So there's there's a few out there still maybe, or they got scrapped, it's hard to say. But, um, but sorry, the A, yeah, so the A models, when they stepped into the Bs with the headlight change and all that, they continued with the travelettes. Uh, they made half ton and three quarter ton travelettes in two wheel drive and four wheel drive. They also made the travel alls the same um, the three-door configuration. Um, they had a lot of chrome, a lot of, you know, they were really trying to appeal to everybody. You know, 57 Chevys were out there and, and 56 Crown Victorias and all these cars with, you know, tons of chrome and exaggerated features and weird colors and all that stuff. And I think International was caught up right in that mix, you know, trying to, to copy them and do the same thing um, so it was interesting you know the way they the way they uh, develop you know you put a, a 1950 travel all next to a 1959 travel all and it is stark it is drastically different you know how, how much bigger the 57 is um, in, in width and just usable interior space, uh, little design features that, you know, the earlier the 50 didn't have. Um, they really spent a lot of time innovating. I'd say that 57, 56, 57 is when they really took off with um, being less farm work truck oriented and more, you know, trying to appeal to normal people, suburban, you know, homemakers and that kind of thing. Which if you know anything about the scouts, you'll, you know, 61, um, you know, they really tried marketing to women really hard, you know? And so, so you could see that change starting in, in 57. Um, well, probably sooner than that, but it takes a few years to get models off the ground, um, and design and everything else. But, yeah, um, 
So of the era, the 50 to 59s, um, my, my favorite is the 56. I'm, you know, the, the 54s have great grills. I like that, that kind of plain single bar grill. Um, but the 56 just has, you know, as many features as you can, um, four wheel drive. They were starting to put some colors on them, you know, the reds and blues, and greens and golds, and some, some neat colors and two tone white and colored. Um, you know, you could get them with PTO winches and snow plows and they'd started outfitting them. Uh, you know, for the longest time, you know, like the Willie's wagon was what a lot of people consider like the first SUV. I know people say the scout is the first SUV, but I'd, I would play devil's advocate and say that the Willie's wagon was first. And then if you want to go even deeper, I would say like the Dodge power wagon carry all that's what Dodge called their, their power wagons for the civilians. They call them carry alls, I believe. So, um, you know, the Dodge carry all was like industrial. I mean, that was a heavy duty, slow, noisy work rig, but you know, these places in Colorado and Montana and Wyoming, they used them for, you know, their backcountry hunting and exploring and mining and, and that kind of thing. And, you know, I think international wanted to cut split the difference there you know, there the travel all was not as rough uh, i mean it's still rougher it's rougher in hell for sure but it's not as unrefined as a power wagon um, those they're just it's hard to describe how terrible the dodge power wagon is um but also it is bigger and uh, better, more feature option than a Willie's wagon. Because uh, the Willie's wagon was, you know, it was little. It was, you know, had Dana 30 front or Dana 27 front, 27 rear, and, you know, it had like a 60 horsepower engine. And, you know, it was not, um, not a real workhorse either. So I think International wanted to hit that middle ground. Uh, and I think the travel wall did it perfectly um you know the fit and finish isn't great on it either but uh i think hands above uh what a power wagon was um you know and just i don't know they just were a robust but yet functional um functional rig i think i have a 56 s120 that's a four-wheel drive short bed which is extremely rare, I guess, uh, with three on the tree. So uh, the story is that they got the three on the tree so that you could fit four people in the cab. The old guy wanted to, you know, he wanted to be able to haul him, his wife, and their two kids in the front seat of this, this um, 56 pickup. And so he got the three on the tree to free up legroom. Uh, there's still a four wheel drive shifter down there, but, uh, otherwise the floor is flat. 
So, you know, even in the 50s, international was starting to dabble in the, you know, we'll build it how you want it kind of category. Like, you know, they're notorious for the scouts with the, you know, doing the things that the brochure says that they won't do. Um, and so, you know, in the 50s, they had started dabbling in that, I believe. Uh, my buddy Gary Hadeen, if you go back a few years, you'll listen to Gary Hadeen's podcast. He has a 56 S120 long bed that was a forest service truck and it is still forest service yellow. And it, um, it has a PTO winch and it has a PTO driven water pump. And it's the coolest thing that you, you drop one hose in the Creek and then you put the other hose in your water tank or you use it to water your flowers or whatever you're trying to do with the water but uh, just the, the cool utility features that you could have gotten in the 50s trucks um, the gauges are easy to read in my opinion um, you know that they're getting better to see out of they had they just had better features i think and you know the 57s i'm not a fan of the 57 to 60 you know, A's and B's, they're just, they're like a weird crossover, you know, like they're kind of futuristically modern, but you know, these like, if you've ever seen the interior on one, the, the gauge is like a, the gauge cluster is a pod that sits on the dash. And then the dash is just this big smooth, you know, ellipse that goes across the whole front of the front of the dash. And it's just, I don't like it. Um, it just doesn't really, it doesn't appeal to my eye at all. Um, you know, and then we get into the sixties and then it comes back around and I, you know, I really like the 63 and up, uh, C series. But anyways, the, the 56 pickups and travel are probably my most favorite fifties trucks, just because of all the features I had, had mentioned, you know, that brakes were good. I shouldn't say that. Brakes were not good. Brakes were better than the K models. Um, you had more engine options. You had you know, three and four speed options. You had the transfer cases were went from twin stick to single stick. Um, you know, just things like that that made the fifty sixes uh, a, a nice a nicer truck than, than predecessors and utility and. And, you know, just all the things about them I really like. So um, I'm hoping to have some of my 50s trucks out and about this summer. Um, so if you follow on social medias, you will probably see them quite a bit uh, this year. So anyway, um, I think that covers about everything that I wanted to talk about about the 50s. I'm sure I lost a lot of, uh, I missed a lot of info and I'm sure people will correct me on things and, you know all that but uh anyway thank you for listening hopefully you learned something uh, next time you're out and you see one you might be able to look at it and go hey that is an r because of the two back windows or whatever but hopefully you learned so till next time i'm dan for binder Bell yard 